We come to the end of this series of broadcasts about the Christian home that we have been conducting now for, well, this is the 12th week, or the 12th broadcast. And we're looking at 1 Peter 3. We've looked at many things here in Ephesians 5, things that we haven't talked about concerning the Christian home before on this uh, broadcast, but things that are very vital and very central to having the right kind of Christian home. And last week we were talking about, or last broadcast we were talking about, not returning evil for evil or insult for insult. Now we're going to talk about the rest of that, the positive side of verse 9, but giving a blessing instead. I think that this is the most important thing for us to understand. A blessing is not what a lot of people have turned uh, that good word into uh, in our day. I've heard people say, well, you know, I'll bless him all right. Man, what a, what a perverse society we live in to take such a marvelous word as the word bless and to use it to mean just the opposite, to mean I'll give him an insult or, or I'll give him evil in return uh, for what he's done, just the opposite of what Christ is saying. No. What does the word blessing mean, giving a blessing to somebody who has done evil to you, to a wife who's done evil to you, to a husband who's insulted you? How do you give a blessing instead? And what is this blessing anyway? The word blessing, of course, means something that you do for another person that's positive and good and wonderful, to speak a word that's good to the other person. Actually, though, there's a deeper meaning than that, too. In all the passages in which we read the words of Christ about returning blessing for doing uh, evil and uh, that kind of thing in the Gospels, we read sometimes the word blessing and sometimes the word praying. Praying for those who despitefully use you and that kind of thing, you see. Pray for those who, uh, who have wronged you. So the blessing really has two aspects. It is praying that God will do good for the person who has done evil toward us, while it is also saying something good to the person himself. So it has a Godward aspect and it has a manward aspect. Our words and our attitudes are both included then. We say something kind instead of the insult that was leveled toward us, we say something kind to the person who has insulted us and we think Toward God, as we pray to God, Lord, help this person. Obviously, there's something wrong in his or her life that needs help. And in the home, what a difference it would make if we did return that kind of blessing instead of insult when we are insulted or when someone who has, has done us evil. Your wife does something wrong to you. Your husband does something wrong to you. Instead of getting all furious about it, instead of focusing upon what has happened to you, you see, if you put his or her interests first, as we were saying humility means back in verse 8, then what you will do is focus on the other party rather than focus on yourself. Here's my wife doing something wrong to me. There must be some real problem in her life. There must be some real need in her life. There must be something going on in her life that really, really needs to get squared away. I better speak exceptionally kindly to her today if she's that way. And Lord, will you help her out? There's something wrong with her when she acts this way toward me. You see, that's the kind of thing that Jesus is talking about and Peter is talking about when they talk about giving a blessing instead. In other words, asking God to help the person and do good for the person and saying something kind 
and sweet, a soft answer to the other party. In Romans 12, where we have an echo of this very uh, sort of thing, we have a very interesting uh, additional comment that's made. In that chapter, we read that in order to do this, we have to do something else. We read uh, in verse 17, Never pay back evil for evil to anyone, but respect what is right in the sight of all men. And the word respect is not a good translation. The best translation is plan for what is right or what is fine in the sight of everybody. Now, what's Paul saying there? Well, he's saying in Romans 12, 17, that if you really want, in the heat of the battle, when somebody has insulted you or done something wrong to you, if you really want to obey this commandment, not to return evil for evil, but to do good rather than evil and overcome evil with good, and to give back a blessing instead of an insult, you're going to have to plan ahead to do it. And you know that's so true. What we do on the spur of the moment, what we do in the heat of the battle is usually very poor. It usually always comes, it usually comes out the wrong way. Uh, you know how many times you've kicked yourself afterwards for what you've said uh, quickly on the spur of the moment or uh, what you didn't say or, or how you said something or, or how you failed to say it. You know that those spur of the moment decisions, those spur of the moment words are really very poor. How are you going to overcome that? There's only one way. You've got to sit down and take the time and the effort and think through what it is you're going to say when you get into the clinch the next time. That's the only way that you're going to make a difference when you do. The only way to come up with good solutions is to plan them. Plan them ahead of time. That's the way it is, you know, with uh, child discipline. Here's a little child comes walking in over your newly waxed floor with muddy feet, and you get all upset, and you scream, and you say, you're not going out of this house for a week. Well, now, who in the world have you punished? You haven't punished the child. You've punished yourself, and you're going to give in within two or three days and let that child out anyway because it was a bad decision, a bad punishment, and it came out of the heat of the battle. It wasn't well thought through. But if you have your rules and your regulations all thought through and your discipline all thought through ahead of time for that child, you're going to know what you're going to say at that time. You're going to say, this was thoughtless on your part, and you know what happens for thoughtlessness? Bend over. And then you're going to go get that switch and you're going to give it to them. Or whatever it is that you've determined to do at that point. And it may be you have to even write out those rules at times in order to remember them until they become a part of you instead of the foolish things that you might do otherwise out of the heat of the battle. The same is true in answering another person back. You may even have to think it through, write it down, keep it in your pocket, and pull it out on a piece of paper if necessary and read it to yourself before you say what you're going to say. But you think through what you're going to say ahead of time. There's no other way to make the change because at that time when the emotions ride high, when your, your anger flares up, when uh, you respond uh, emotionally in such a violent way, uh, violent things are going to come out of you unless you know how to respond differently. But you know you won't even begin to have the violent emotion anymore if you begin to think this way and you begin to do these things. You begin to focus on the other person rather than the hurts that have been centered toward you. And you say there's something wrong with that person. There's something wrong in that situation. There's something wrong there. What can I do to be a blessing in it and ask God to bless that other party and then try to say something kind and conciliatory or loving to the other party, realizing there's something wrong there? It's going to make a tremendous difference in the relationships at home. All right. Wife, you're listening at home right now. Your husband's going to come home tonight. Maybe he'll come in out of all that traffic and all that fuss and fuming that he's had to do uh, on the way home, or it hasn't had to do, but has done. 
and then you're ready to get your head bit off the minute you open your mouth. All right, what are you going to do if he bites your head off? What are you going to do if he says some nasty word? Or you husbands, when you come home tonight, your wife's had a rough time there with the kids, maybe she's got had her period, just came yesterday, and you've got all kinds of problems from that, and you've got all kinds of difficulties, and you're going to walk into that place going like going into the lion's den. And what's she going to do? She's going to growl at you like a lion. How are you going to respond? You think it through in the traffic coming home tonight instead of getting all upset. You think about how you're going to respond to her, and you, do, you have something ready and nice to say. Hey, it would be great if both of you did that, if you're both listening in, and nobody said anything ni- uh, wrong because you've been concentrating on how to say something nice. And you know the more you do it, that's exactly what's going to start happening when both parties start doing it in the home. Lord, bless homes that truly there may be blessing just as Christ blessed those who persecuted him even when others do wrong. For we ask it in his name. Amen.